0: Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions, because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hello, everyone. Good morning. And uh, let me do Top of the morning. Uh,
1: Top of the morning to you, darling. It's a gorgeous day. It is. It's beautiful. And let me look into the camera here, and I want to give a (laughs) wink. Who's that to? That's to Marine voice ah. who said she was sure that I winked at her the other week. So there you are, Marine. Good. Two winks. Woof, yeah. Woof. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you and I the are... The fan
2: uh, club is going to be lining up outside oh, the windows one of these days. Yeah, you know yeah. that.
1: Keep that. Charlie up. and I were just killing ourselves laughing because I was telling her about what's coming up in the weekend. For me, um, I'm having, I've am having. i got a wonderful weekend planned. I'm going to be driving to London, Ontario, my hometown, visiting with my oldest sister, uh, the Francie. The tap Answer. And the tap dancer. And then go to a public school reunion. Crumlin like, pu- Public School. Okay, public school reunion. Who
2: has any contact
1: <laughs> with public school well, at our age, go. number yeah.
2: one. And number two, in Crumlin? Yeah. Like just Crumlin? outside of London,
1: Ontario. It doesn't funny funny place I I'm sure <laughs> that I'm going to bump into uh Betty Rawlings, <laughs> who When I was a young kid, you know, I don't know, eight or nine, -hmm. I was singing in the choir of the Anglican uh, church, in Kremlin, mm-hmm. and the bishop was coming, and I was given a, a song to sing solo, like a solo, a right? solo. You, you were know, that good. I, Trees. I think I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree. And Betty was playing the organ, and and when the when the <laughs> when the bishop arrived, she got real nervous, and the tempo went from. We finished the song in about thirty seconds, and I looked down and saw the bishop kind of smile. You know, <laughs> so I'm going to be reliving all those wonderful moments. Anyway, it's going to be great. Very fun.
2: Yeah. Not to I, mention very silly, but get yeah. to work here, my friend. Do oh, your job. Yes. Stop God. telling stories about oh. your grade school days. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> I, just, I was just blown away by this. <laughs>
1: okay. You want to reach Charlie? I'd like to reach Charlie. 416- 360 Then anywhere in the province, it's toll-free. one 740-4740. And remember our little mantra, please call early, call often. One question per call. And if you have to be a first time caller, let Duncan, our operator, know. And just before you get to the airwaves, you're going to get that the wings, nice. the garden wings. The
2: garden wings, yeah. all right. So, for those of you that aren't busy in your own gardens, there's yeah. some stuff going on today and, okay. well, today in a couple of places. The Scarborough Garden and Hort Society is hosting a flower, fruit, and vegetable show. Mm-hmm. It includes a tea room. It's happening at the Scarborough Village Rec Center, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. There's door prizes and more free admission. 2 to 4 p.m. today. And again today, the Innisville Garden Club, hosting a flower show and tea at the Churchill Courthouse, which is at 6322 Young Street. That's from noon to 1.30. It is a $7 admission fee to enjoy the flower show and the tea and all the goodies. Yeah. Monday, that'd be day after tomorrow, Monday, <clears throat> the Blenheim Hort Society, they're a pretty busy Hort mm-hmm. Society, those Blenheim people, they are hosting a historical look of the Commonwealth war graves in our foreign military cemeteries oh, wow. and the origins mm-hmm. of the plantings and the care and the maintenance provided That's That sounds currently. fascinating. It, it really actually does. does. Yeah. Um, and it's very consistent. I'm teaching a course right now. <clears throat> it's called Historical and Contemporary Garden and Landscape Maintenance. Uh-huh. So it's very much on that tune of, of this idea of planting things, maintaining them mm-hmm. over the years, maintaining that that vision that was originally part of the design, as plants age and need to be cared for or replaced, do we always replace with exactly what was in there originally, or do we change it up and make it a little more modern? So it's all sort of super interesting. The Dieppe Gardens will be one of the features. It's apparently a very poignant presentation, 7.30 this Monday at 59 Ellen Street in Blenheim, which is right behind the library, the Trinity Anglican Church lower meeting room. Refreshments are provided.
1: Blenheim is toward the Chatham area. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, I worked in, as my first radio station oh, down yeah, in Chatham. When you were 14. Yeah, yeah, this, oh, thank you. <laughs> no wonder I feel so old. <laughs> you are <laughs> such a puppy. I can just
2: see you. I just see you wet behind the ears, oh, yeah. sparkles oh, in your oh, eyes, yeah. singing a solo <laughs> in, in, for wow. the choir. Like, you are um, too
1: much. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, yeah. Are we all done, th- those little announcements? Or? Well,
2: other than to remind everybody, I have a website, charliedobbin.com. Oh, yes. yep. So what I'm doing, what's going on, what's happening, uh-huh. check me out.
1: And and I one of the pictures on that website. I yeah, believe. You are.
2: You are. What? You're featured prominently. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Okay. we got to take a break now. Duncan's got a number of little buttons to push in there. Then We'll hear from some of our very fine sponsors and shall return. You are listening to The Garden Show from Zuma Radio.
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Are we all set to roll along? Let's do it.
1: All righty. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. Out there in West, Lauren, is Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Welcome back to the show.
3: Well, yeah. yes, welcome <laughs> back to you too, and and to um, Frank and that too. I'm glad you're feeling better, Frank. Oh, oh I feel
2: He's terrific. i feeling really do. and looking a lot yeah. better.
3: Well, that's that's good. He's up to his old, old <laughs> trouble. Self, yes. You know it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: I was kind of shocked when I when. Um, uh, your new answering service answered and whatever and that, too. He didn't know where West Lord was. Uh,
2: uh-huh. he said, that's Duncan. He'll so, figure you out. Don't uh, worry. I,
3: yes. I I directed him. I said it was about 45 kilometers from London. Oh, there you go. And he said, oh, he never heard of it before. But uh, anyway, he'll he'll know me. He's
2: blushing. He's so ashamed that he didn't <laughs> know. Oh, he? Well,
3: that That's all right. That's all right. I was expecting Sebastian. <laughs> oh, I know. Sebastian moved on. Yep. Oh, did he? Yep. Oh, yep. So Duncan is him. our anyway, new operator. Um, what I'm calling about is um, dividing hostas at this time of the year. Perfect. Um, can I divide them now and um, replant them and then someplace else?
2: For sure. Perfect oh, timing. Because remember when we're going to dig, we're going to divide, we're going to replant anything, shrubs, trees, hostas, mm. yeah. you know, perennials in general. We try to do it and allow there to be approximately a six-week window post-division and transplanting prior to the first big hard frost. Oh, I see. So the soil <laughs> okay. is nice and warm, the roots are going to take right off as soon as you get them in the ground, and giving them that six, you know, four, mm-hmm. six, eight weeks in the ground, there will be root growth, there will be a certain amount of establishment before winter hits, and that's exactly what you want.
3: Okay, okay. And the same with, um, I've got a hibiscus of that, too, that is just, it's huge, and then I found in the spring, there was a little, it must have been a seed pod or something that transferred over or blew over into the, the garden, sort of right beside it. It's about mm-hmm. four or five feet from the, the original big hibiscus, mm-hmm. and um it, it's coming, and I thought it was a weed, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> and it's starting, It's it's about, oh... Maybe two two and a half feet high now, and it's starting to come out and bloom now too. So should I? I want to transplant it someplace.
2: Yeah, yeah, because it's in a spot you Mm -hmm. didn't plant it, so you want to put it somewhere better. That's That's a bit of a challenge because if you transplant it now, which is fine, you definitely can. you will probably limit the beauty of the flower that would have formed. Well, that's what I figured.
3: I I thought maybe I'd I'd leave it till next year and then transplant it someplace else.
2: But the time to transplant it to still maximize the flowering would be in the spring, okay. late spring, okay. keeping in mind, this is one of the last plants to emerge, right? We don't see them in the spring right away. No. So put no. a little stake in the ground where it is, so you'll know where it is. And then as soon as it starts to emerge a tiny bit, plant, transplant it. So that might be March, it might be April, it might yeah. be May, just depends on the weather.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fine. Thank you very much. And I think you're going to have a lovely weekend in London because it's supposed to be nice all from oh. now till Thursday. That's right
1: great. Thank you. I hadn't checked the forecast, so thanks for that, Sharon. <laughs>
3: okay. oh, I'm, a weather, I'm a weather watcher, too. <laughs> yeah, good, good stuff. Most gardeners are. Thanks, Sharon. Oh, thank you yes, for joining us. you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay.
1: bye now. And look, here's another old friend. You know, friend. I, I looked up at the monitor and saw John, Mississauga. You know what? The subject matter is fruit. It's got to be our old friend John from Mississauga. No Hey, question. John, good morning.
4: Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Uh-huh. Frank. <laughs> good morning, oh, John. Like the lady said before, Frank, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Hope
4: you are feeling better, my oh. friend. I yep. I talked to um, Robbie uh, at the CNE to send my regards. I don't know. I've been trying to call, but always find um, the line busy. So, <laughs> yeah, again, going. Frank, uh, glad to uh, get you back on uh, your, You're, like the lady said, yourself. Yes, you got it. Back on no track. I, yeah, no, um, I thank you. So, very yes, much. Yes, Charlie, now, uh, mm. to be honest with you, I have so so many apples. And then, and I thinned, and I, I, uh, and the same with the pears.
2: Mm, well, why are you? <laughs> but
4: they stayed small. Why?
2: Oh well, maybe because you didn't thin enough. I didn't thin enough. Yeah, when well, oh if they sta- if they're small, that's usually just because. Because remember, a tree can o- mm. only produce so much growth, mm-hmm. so much carbohydrate, you know, sugar, all that flavor. Mm. So um, when we have too much fruit, we end up with large quantity but low quality. We have smaller fruit and and. Te- Typically not as tasty, so yeah, thinning thinning can be a challenge. If it's a really good year for pollination, you could be thinning you know ninety percent out of the plant, which is an awful lot. I agree. I was going
4: to say, uh, and and one tree, which unfortunately is not dwarf, um, and I think I told you a couple of years ago, I had twenty seven boxes from it. Yeah. But you know, and they were fine. But uh, like I said, I've been thinning and thinning and mm. and it, it's maybe there are what around. Three inches, or you know, hmm. um, and uh, so so that's the reason, huh? You know, yeah. I mean, how, how much you tend though. Well, hmm. that's always a hard yeah. thing; is you don't it's know. But
2: you, what you do is you want to do it as early in the spring as you can. So as soon as you start to see those little ball bearing sized fruits starting uh-huh. to form, you're you're out there. You know, obviously it might take hours to do it. <clears throat> so you just go out when you can uh, and just remove uh, you've got those clusters of five or six apples on a little cluster, remove f- four of them right away. Just leave two in that spot. So just oh, know in right. your heart of hearts it's like a kind of a two-thirds. That's going to
1: guarantee a, bigger
2: fruit. Bigger oh, and yeah. better fruit. Yeah, but so. I
4: tell you, Frank, it, it breaks my heart every time. For example, like, like Charlie is saying, if I have six of them yeah, no, and I yeah. take four, I say, oh my God, you oh. know what? I take
2: four. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> You'll you know? be happy yeah. for the ultimate fruit.
4: Yeah, <laughs> you know? But um, anyhow, uh, so again, uh, nice talking to you. Uh, Charlie and Frank, and thanks for the advice. And Frank. Yep. Enjoy your weekend, buddy. Oh, thank you very much, John. My, my granddaughter is there, so, oh. you know, she's in Western, yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, nice. So, hey. Thanks again. Thanks Super. again. Thanks again. Okay, take care, John.
1: Thank you for joining us uh, <laughs> here on a Saturday morning where I'm looking at the clock and, woo, we better move along here. We have to take a little bit of a commercial break here, here from some of our fine sponsors and shall return, of course, Charlie Dobbin right here in studio as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in in Liberty Village on a gorgeous Saturday.
0: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty, my uh, good friend Charlie. Let's, yeah, uh, let's
1: Franklin. There uh,
0: <laughs> we go, Franklin.
1: Mm. Uh, out to Oshawa. There's John on the line. Hi, John. Hello, John. Uh, hi. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on?
5: Well, I have about five climbing hydrangeas in the front of my house. Mm -hmm. They're on a trellis. Mm -hmm. What do I do to make them flower? Oh, they don't flower? No. They grow like a weed.
1: Oh, wow.
5: Huh. somebody suggested Epsom salt. <laughs> um well, well Epsom salts yeah.
2: are used as a fertilizer, no question. So it wouldn't be a bad thing to use Epsom salt. I would double check uh the do you have access to the internet?
5: No, I'm sorry. I'm from the old school. Okay. I don't know anything yeah. about computers.
2: All right, so you keep listening and I'm gonna give you some information on how much to use. And of course it's the kind of thing you would use in the spring. The other thing is so uh they're growing on a trellis. Um so like a flat trellis against a fence.
5: No, against the wall of the house. I guess, okay.
2: and there's five of them. That's a lot. So, how long ago did you plant them?
5: Oh my gosh, uh, some of them's been on uh, oh uh, five years or more. Whoa. Nice. Have they ever
2: flowered before or no? No. Oh And are they? What direction think, of this does that face? Do you know that part of the house? Pardon? What direction does the house face? They face the north. Okay. Still should flower, though. They are a plant, a climbing vine that will flower on northern-facing exposures. Mm-hmm. Uh The house I just left in Richmond Hill, back, face north, same as you, I put one in a number of years ago, probably six or seven years ago, and I spent every spring trimming that plant to try and keep it as flat to the wall as I possibly could, because this is a vigorous plant. Once it gets going, it's going to encapsulate mm-hmm. and your you house yeah wow. so i would think that two things one is i will give you an idea of the epsom salt quantity to use next spring the other thing i would do next spring is get out your pruners on a nice dry day and do some pruning to try and keep that plant as flat like the growth you want the pattern of the growth to go flat and or parallel to the wall or the trellis mm-hmm. anything that's growing out into the garden or out you know into the yard I would be removing that from where it's, you know, uh, growing. And that will promote
1: flowers, will it?
2: It will, because right now probably there's such a mass of foliage, there's a whole bunch of plant, like it's all shading itself. If it gets too dense and too thick, you've just got all that shade. You've got very little air circulation, and all your growing tips are where the flowers are going to form, and they do form in late spring. So early spring, you're out there doing some real solid pruning, and you can, you know, go to town, take away.
5: Somebody suggested a, a, a slow-growing grow, a, a slow uh, growing fertilizer, um, but don't do it now. They suggested in the spring.
2: That's right. Any fertilizing you're going to do on those plants, you'll do in the spring. Um, I would be inclined to um, feed them, of course. There's no question. All plants need to be fed in the spring. Um, a slow-release flowering plant fertilizer is a good choice. Or the Epsom salts has potential. It's more a question of the quality of your soil.
5: What do you suggest?
2: If you haven't done any fertilizing, I probably would use just like an all-purpose flowering plant. Now
5: this time of year?
2: No, you'll do it in the spring.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: But I'll check the Epsom Salt uh, website and see what they say about hydrangeas, if you like. And you keep listening, and I'll report I, back I on have that. have a
1: piece of uh, paper and pencil handy, because <laughs> you might be writing stuff down, okay?
5: Thanks, John. Thank good to you, hear John. from you. Thank, thank
1: you. All righty. Have a great day, and thank you for joining us from Oshawa. Mm-hmm. Off to Mississauga. Let's uh, let's see. How can we uh, uh, <laughs> mumble along to, uh, to Mississauga? Mince, Teresa, mincing mincing along. along. No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Teresa, good morning. Welcome to the show.
6: Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Um, i like to talk about my orchid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a beautiful white orchid, and it's huge flowers. They span about almost five inches across. Nice. But they get these long, what are they called, A roots? Yes. And, the are, and they're, they're pretty ugly. They <laughs> look like little snakes. Can I cut them off? No. No. Oh. <laughs>
2: Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to yell, but but we both did it at the same time. What can I do? Your call is not unfamiliar to us. We have heard this question before because they do look a little, it's like my son is afraid of spider plants. He thinks they're, they're like gonna bite him in the middle of the night because they look, remind him of spiders. Do not go down that slippery slope of those roots looking like snakes. They're not snakes, they're roots. The plant needs them. It's the way they have evolved they over the
1: from the air. Millions right?
2: of yeah. years exactly. This is the way they grow. <laughs> they they are aerial roots, so they grow into the air. Okay. Uh, when they're happy and healthy, they have a little green shiny tip and very very, you know, almost glows. Mm-hmm. They do, yes. And then it's they get like a silver almost a skin along the root mm-hmm. going back to the plant. And that you want that don't don't prune them off. Just remember to turn the plant in the window or wherever you've got it 90 I degrees. Do, I do
6: so they Good. yeah, go all around. Yeah.
2: That's right. And and yeah, just um, yeah, just try to concentrate on the flower. Don't look at the roots. You know,
1: <laughs> we have provided you, uh, Teresa, with a wonderful platform to do some bragging, which you are just so happy to do about that lovely orchid of yours. That's, right. That's terrific.
6: I also want to mention there's so many monarch butterflies in our backyard. Yeah. Oh, it's been a good One year bush, I counted seventeen of them. I wish I knew the name of the bush it's It turns it pink and and then it it goes rusty um it's like um hmm. an umbrella type of bush, and they just love it, oh. And right next to it, there's my um, uh, butterfly bush, and they don't even touch it. Oh, interesting. eh? So so
2: the flowers are pink now
6: on the one that they're going to? No, they're beautiful, nice pink, dark pink.
2: Dark Pink Flowers.
6: I can get the name and email it to you. Oh, Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Sure, definitely. I'm, I'm in the middle of designing a garden, trust me. So okay. A big garden. I need some ideas. Okay. So Dark Pink Flowers now, I just can't think what that <laughs> yeah, is. So yeah. yeah, if you can get the name. My, do you want me to give you my email address? Um, com. No, it's C.Dobbin. Oh. So I'm my to initial... To my if you if you want to use the um, MZ Media, which is yep. my radio station email, okay. my first initial C for Charlie uh-huh. dot or period C uh-huh. dot Dobbin D O B B
1: I N at MZ Media dot com.
6: MZ Media dot com. Dot com.
1: Right. All right.
6: They also love the lavender was in bloom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love. I've never seen so many monarch butterflies. Oh, it's year.
2: Been great. I have seen a lot this year too. So yeah. we're obviously, I think that the word is out there. People are leaving things like milkweed to grow. Yep. So the monarchs are able to actually lay their eggs and those eggs are able to yeah. hatch. So I am seeing great. a lot this year.
6: Lovely, but shouldn't they start going down south? Yeah, they'll be
2: congregating. They have certain spots they congregate mm-hmm. on the north side of Lake Amazing. Ontario, and then the cloud of them all heads across. So, uh, yeah. where I've now moved to Prince Edward County, there is a spot, I can't remember what it's called, where, and it's soon, it's some like in the next yeah. week or so, where everybody kind of goes to watch this whole oh, cavalcade. Man. I think of I mentioned before uh,
1: a number of years ago, I got to be, I don't know, 12 years ago. Uh, my then wife, uh, Di, and I were on a trip across. Champagne Mm -hmm. Lake, Champlain Lake in New York, and right in the middle of the lake, we're on this wonderful boat, and all of a sudden huge swarm of monarch butterflies yeah. heading down to Mexico. Right. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. It's
6: anyway.
1: a beautiful sight. Yeah, it sure is. Hey, thanks for telling us yeah, about that, thanks Teresa. thanks for
2: calling and mm-hmm. let us know what that shrub is with dark but pink you flowers. You Prince Edward County now, Charlie? I do. I did move oh, there. Oh, my favorite place. We go there and get our wine.
1: There, yeah.
2: <laughs> Everybody Good. says that. Yeah, yeah. My favorite place. Uh, even the New York Times wrote a big really? article wow. about how yes. the center of the universe mm-hmm. is now Prince Edward County.
6: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. A nice B and B where
1: we stay once in a while. There you go. Oh, great. Good to hear. Oh. Thanks, Super. Teresa. Thank you very much, Teresa. Well, here we are on Zoomer Radio, AM seven forty, and of course ninety six point seven FM in downtown Toronto, reaching out to Etobicoke, and there's Sandra. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. Hello. Oh dear.
2: Did Whoops. I did I mess that up?
1: Uh. Did. Oh dear. Hello? You still there, hi oh, Sandra? There okay, <laughs> sorry. Sandra.
2: I pressed a button there. I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> no
7: problem. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. <laughs> morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Um, I have a plant. Um I spelled it out to your the person that answered the yeah. phone. Yeah. Selonium blue, or it's selonium rantonelli. Okay. It comes from South America and it's grows like a small tree, yeah. and it has a really pretty purple flower with a yellow interior. Mm. It's used a lot in planters, and that's mm. what I'm doing with it. Oh, yeah. I overwinter it. I've done it okay. now for two years, but I don't get any flowers. Oh, that's fair. Mm. Um, it grows like crazy. I have to cut it back. Um, I mean, tons of leaves, so it mm. does give some height in my planter. But I'm just wondering what I'm doing wrong about overwintering it. They say to cut it back to about two-thirds, and then put it in a dark place. Now, I do get some light. I put it in a storage room, but it's a room that I do go into. Hmm. So, is the fact that I'm putting light on it during the winter?
2: No, that shouldn't affect it. So, Solanum, or it's actually called... I'm back in my White Rose days. We used to get these on occasion. It's a member of the... A potato family, just like tomatoes and and okay. potatoes and green peppers are all the same family. So it it is a solanum. It's often called a, a potato tree or a, um because it's remember mm. that potato family. It gets blue flowers with little white centers, and they're not huge flowers, but when flowering, they're Very quite showy. Purely, yeah, it's yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you the the overwintering and causing forcing it to become semi dormant, which is what you've you've been doing, is something where we commonly will do. With with any of the tropical plants, whether it's a hibiscus or an oleander or a mandevilla, these plants that we spend a lot of money on in the spring, we want to overwinter. So basement, semi-dormant, cool, dark, mm. water once a month kind of thing, bring them back up in the spring. Um, that's an option. If it's worked for you in the past, I would keep doing it. The other option, of course, is do not allow the dormancy thing. Keep it, if you have, a nice bright sunny patio window, something super bright upstairs, and, and just bring it inside after washing it all off. Get it into that sunny spot and continue to treat it as a flowering houseplant.
7: No, Often, I, I, I can't do that. Yeah,
2: if you don't have that space no, to I do that, you to. can't. So instead, what I would do is do what you've been doing for the overwintering in the spring when it's time to get it outside or bring it upstairs and start the process to get it outside, uh, what I would do is remember, look closely at the the soil. If it's looking very, very sort of inert and, and mm-hmm. tired, you may need to do a bit of soil replacement, if not an entire transplanting into a bigger pot, you will know whether there's roots growing out the bottom of the pot or not, but definitely get out some fertilizer, some flowering plant fertilizer. And at that point, do whatever pruning is going to make sense for the shape of the plant because you want to do all your pruning in the spring and no pruning throughout the growing season. And that way, you should have flowers by you know late July, early August.
7: Okay, so I'm going to prune it then when I bring it out into the light. I bring it out gradually. I have some right. low-level basement light, and then sure. I bring it up to brighter light. Mm -hmm. I should give it the fertilizer then.
2: Uh, Well, wait until you start to see some active growth on the plant. Mm -hmm. So that will be, obviously you'll be upstairs. I'm not sure how much light it's in when it comes upstairs, you may have to delay the fertilizer till you get it outside, where obviously it's in even more light. I think the point is we, we'll trim in the fall because it's easier to handle the plants when they're smaller than trimmed back. And we're just basically shutting them down for the winter saying, you know, have a nice winter. Bringing them up in the spring is waking them up. So we're going to feed them. And that's when we would do secondary pruning to really concentrate on the shape of the plant and how it's going to grow.
7: So I should really be cutting it back quite a lot. Maybe I'm not cutting it back enough because when when it's actually outside growing and I put it in a very large planter, so it Mm -hmm. comes out of its pot.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Okay.
7: um, I actually do have to cut it back because it's just totally out of proportion with the rest of
2: the planter. Right. So that's, that's my point, is do the regular cutting back that you do in the fall, as you have, mm-hmm. but next spring, when it's time to go out, or just prior to going out, don't hesitate to do some fairly hard cutting back. And you can even cut back roots if you need to at that time.
7: Okay, and that's what I've not been doing. Yeah,
2: and that'll be very stimulating to the plant. You're going to get a lot of new growth, and in the presence of the nutrients, you should get flowering.
7: I will try that this year.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> Let us know how that works.
7: Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs>
1: thank, okay, thanks, thanks for uh, keeping in touch with us. We have bumped up to our next little break here and uh but we're coming back and hey isn't that kind of neat I'm going to be checking in with Joe in London, Ontario my hometown where I'm heading uh, tomorrow so we'll say hi to Joe and see what he uh, will uh, be calling for as far as the weather forecast for me and the <laughs> rest of the gang too here on Zuma he, Radio maybe
2: he's an old schoolmate of oh, yours and you just don't just, remember him
1: he, oh my god you're probably right oh, maybe oh, uh, never know Frankie's in trouble what's again. it called
2: Crum, crumlin? crumlin
1: Crumlin Public School Crumlin yeah. what a name well <laughs> anyways. The yeah, Crumlin Airport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll Come be on. right on picking my little Crumlin Chihuahua's. Daffodils
5: and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet
0: williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Alrighty. Charlie, before we head to London and
1: Joe, uh you had a little something that you wanted to add. Just
2: wanted to go backwards to John who phoned in from Oshawa. Yep. And he was wondering why his climbing hydrangea are not blooming and wondered if Epsom salts might be a good idea. And my answer to Joe is oh (laughs) great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh. there it is. Uh so one of the recommendations on the Epsom Salt Council website is to use Epsom salts on plants like hydrangeas Uh and evergreens and azaleas and rhododendrons at one tablespoon per nine square feet. Mm -hmm. Apply over the root zone every two to four weeks during the growing season. So that would be May, June, July. Mm -hmm. So for those three months, Every two to four weeks, uh, one tablespoon per nine square feet, just sprinkled yep. over the root zone. Okay, all right, good.
1: Go. All righty. Well, that that said, let us scoot <laughs> off to. We'll lope along to London <laughs> and say hi to Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Good morning.
8: Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that as an answer too, uh, for my um, with with the um. um what do you call it, the Epsom salt? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even though when he, the one you were referring it back to was John, but uh-huh. I'll take it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Epsom
2: yeah. salts are magical. Many yeah. people do use them in the garden. They are. Well, it it's can I, be very I, effective.
8: I appreciate that little piece of But I know it wasn't meant for me, but there you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, fr- um, Frankie, um, I've got this uh, uh, a qu- uh, stupid question um pertaining to gardens naturally because it it 's uh, i 've got uh, three i 've caught three skunks mm. underneath my uh, back porch oh now yeah. can you tell me if how many like is there in a family it would have been a family yeah family. it would
2: have been a nest that no. were, babies were born back two months ago probably
8: two months uh, yeah. well what what kind of how am I looking for? Is there there's still some more under there? <laughs> well, so, oh, so you've been
2: trapping and driving them away, have you? Or what have you been doing?
8: I've been trapping them and driving them away to the country. Right. Putting okay. them outside of... Uh, crumbling uh. <laughs> I'm just joking I'm I Frank love it friend. I
2: love it that's perfect
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'm just putting them Frank's out Frank's going
2: there today and he's got a good skunk story that yeah. I've heard before oh, too yeah, that probably yeah. was in London uh, okay so heart, uh, I couldn't I'm not a skunk expert but generally speaking a nest or a litter of skunks is going to be between you know two three four really mm-hmm. would be probably very average in terms of the number yeah. of babies born yeah. Um, they will have been grown up enough now that they are out wandering about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we had somebody in my neighborhood back in Richmond Hill a couple of years ago allow that exact same thing to happen.
8: Yeah,
2: Somebody, there was access to under the deck, yeah. mummy skunk laid the, you know, ha- yeah. had the babies yeah. and was raising them. And the baby skunks are not nocturnal the way adults are. So the babies oh. will go wandering around in the daytime. Oh, yeah. Whereas the adults are very careful to not go out in the daytime. They only yeah. go out at night. Yeah. And I always remember I was sitting in the back patio, just, you know, looking at my phone, uh, not really paying attention to anything, and something came up and brushed against my leg, oh, and of course, oh, course i am f- oh, i got cats all over the place, so I reached down to pet the cat, and as I'm reaching really? down to pet the cat, I realize it's a skunk.
8: <laughs>
1: oh, man. was it full-grown? No, it was so a baby skunk. Baby, oh, yeah. They're
8: oh. so pretty. They are. Oh, they're they're cute. Cute. I just wanted they're to cute pick cute it up. Baby. I just wanted to cuddle oh, it. it. Yeah, it's very <laughs> sweet. The coats are so pretty. Yeah. I, 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 I was very hesitant well, I didn't know. now I'm yeah. glad to get rid of them.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> um, best Thing is, to close off that access yeah. for the future. So that
8: they're, I've never done uh, yeah. uh, my first My last one was three o'clock this morning. Oh. I've been waiting up for them, and <laughs> uh, I hope it's my last. And I had to close it off. And mm-hmm. so if there is anything in there, they'll dig their way out. Again. Yes, they will. Yeah, they'll
2: move things. But do do make it permanently shut off so that next spring there's no no babies being born under there.
8: And you I'm, want to believe it?
2: Uh, <laughs> and look, I, I thought you were going to say you had problems with skunks like digging up your garden because yeah. this is oh, the no, time no, of no, year skunks yeah. will start digging up our lawns yeah, to get yeah. the grubs. How many,
8: how many would be under, under <laughs> the. Well, uh, yeah, the yeah the usually there are four or five, you know, little guys. little
1: guys. So bless your heart, Joe, for taking out of, the, out of town know, and, them, and not to uh, them to not right to Crumlin.
8: <laughs> <laughs> okay, have
1: a good one, pal. Oh, I'm gonna okay. call
2: call the mayor of Crumlin and yeah. give him a heads up on Wait what's, a minute. Going, what's on. going on here.
1: <laughs> uh huh. You know, uh, we have online from Coburg, Flora, a, a lovely name. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the fauna and flora of the show. <laughs> hey, good morning, Flora.
6: Good morning. How are you, Charlie, and everybody? Helps. Good
2: morning. Good.
6: I have a question. Um, I'm a gardener, but uh, a friend of mine cut down a maple tree, excuse Mm -hmm. me, and um, I dug up the uh, stump and I crumbled it as much as I can to make it look like uh, uh, wood chips. Mm -hmm. And I put it around my cedar hedge. Mm -hmm. Now, the cedar hedge, uh, it's gorgeous. It it has maple leaves. Will those grow into trees?
2: Uh, okay, so they're little maple maple uh seedlings, little sprouts growing yeah. out of the ground
6: yeah leaves, maple leaves, yeah, Will but they the leaves grow are into to trees
2: well are they I assume the leaves are attached to stems to branches of some kind they 're growing they're not the leaves aren 't just sitting on the ground, these are actually yes. leaves that are or
6: on a cedar uh, hedge
2: well, you know. Maple keys will fly through the air, and they can land anywhere and grow mm-hmm. anywhere. And it's a very rare hedge that I see in my day, my daily life, that hasn't been invaded by something else, mm-hmm. like like some maple mm-hmm. seedlings growing up inside a cedar hedge. Or uh, elm is a is a big one too. You'll just um, ash. You'll get all kinds of crazy things. So yes, if you've got green maple leaves growing where you don't want them. Mm-hmm. In the in the hedge, for example, get on your gloves, get in there. I, did you get some rain in your area last night, like we did?
6: Uh, yes. We this had... is, is now. It's since um, I I've done it for like maybe two years. Okay. Yeah. And around my hedge, it has maple leaf leaves. Okay. It's beautiful. This is my idea was not to pull weeds
2: every year right it looks nice beautiful okay well i mean the the option is you can leave the maple and the cedar growing together some Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as the hedge is being trimmed you'll just have that evergreen and maple leaf texture Mm -hmm. going on sometimes people will do that as well but usually a hedge is Mm -hmm. one plant only one species only so it would be just the going in and digging out the maples that you don't want in the hedge, thus allowing the cedar to be even bigger and better and juicier and fatter. Mm-hmm. Um, but,
5: um. It's beautiful. This way yeah. hides the weeds. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unless you want to come and do it for me. <laughs> no. Some people would consider those Good luck with that. maples <laughs> weeds. Okay, great. So Thanks they won't for grow it.
2: into trees. Say, well, if you keep trimming the hedge, you will yes. control the maples from becoming yes. trees. If you mm-hmm. stop trimming the hedge, you, they will turn into trees. Oh,
6: yeah. Okay. Okay, okay.
1: great. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thanks, Flora. Thank you. Thanks for us. calling. Uh, you know, I just glanced out the window, holy mm. mackerel! What happened to that blue sky that was here earlier? It's a very cloudy, very cloudy indeed. Well, I
2: know it's cloudy oh. up north, so this yeah. coming okay. down, I guess, from right. the north. But uh, well,
1: we'll deal with that a little bit later on, about ten minutes from now, when you and I step across across the street, have a little break. Uh, step across? T-
2: We're running across. Yeah, yeah, I am I'm,
1: so hungry. I, uh, you know, <sighs> I'm surprised you can't hear my stomach rumbling right I now. I can't because mine's All rumbling
2: it. too loud. We have to we have
1: to take our <laughs> final break here and then come back and uh, go. Um, Uh, let's see. I'll get on a moped to Mount Forest uh, (laughs) to say hi to Carol.
2: We're gonna have to get you a list of silly puns.
0: I know. Back in a moment (laughs) here on the Garden Show. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio and the sous chef of the garden franklin proctor here saying hi to carol
1: in mount forest hi carol welcome to the show
9: good morning welcome to uh, the dynamic duel. <laughs> uh, question about onions mm-hmm. i had when i grow my onions in the garden uh each year, there seems to be some, not a lot, but some that have kind of a what I'm going to call a, a root rot mm-hmm. happening. I don't see an insect. I don't see a bug. I don't see anything. But you'll see the, the leaves, quote, the leaves turn of the yellow. onion will kind of turn white. Mm-hmm. And when you give them a gentle pull, there's no resistance because there's no roots. And when mm-hmm. you pull them out, they're rotten. What's happening and what can I do to prevent it organically?
2: Hmm. I think what you have going on is a very um, nefarious insect called an onion maggot. Okay. And they are in the soil. Okay. And they are chewing on your onions, which is why you see the leaves start to turn yellow. And when you go to pull that dying out... Seedling, it leaves behind some of that mushiness that's that the onion, uh, the maggot's been chewing on, and the maggot finishes that up and then moves to the next onion down the row. Dirty
1: little devil. <clears throat> yeah, and there's oh.
2: three generations a year. This is a very very happy insect that does lots of damage to the commercial onion growers who mm. uh, you know have to use strong pesticides to control. Right. And there are also some biological controls. There are even some traps that the commercial growers will use uh, to control onion maggots. The best thing for the hobby gardener to do, <clears throat> particularly, you know, from an organic perspective, two things. One is make sure in the fall, When you're digging your onions out, you get every single onion out of the ground. Right. Because by removing every single onion, you remove the food that the maggots want to eat to overwinter in your soil to be there next spring. Ah. So be really, really, really careful. Like good garden hygiene all the way, right? Sanitary. Get every bit of onion out of there. Get it right off the property. If you're not eating those onions, get them off the property. And then in the spring, of course, you're going to... I, make sure you're rotating your crops, obviously. Go yep. to a n- new spot, well-drained soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would probably um, consider something called a row cover. That's like a cheesecloth cover when, the, when they start to grow. Because, of course, if you can move to a spot where there's no maggots in the soil, then it's the little flies flying around you're going to try and protect your growing onions mm-hmm. from.
9: Okay, so they fly well, in. They
2: do. Oh, okay. So they pass the winter in the dormant stage under the soil. Oh, okay. Uh, And then it's the problem is in the spring, they start to uh, hatch Mm -hmm. out of these, well, basically emerge from the pupa and they have, they start flying around. So it's it's not a very pretty plant, it's like a little flying insect, but it's going to in fact, your onions. Right. Um, okay. So late May, early June, you're going to want to get those your, your onions covered with what we call floating row covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, just
9: to prevent them from flying in. And...
2: Exactly. Okay. Right. And a
9: thank you to Werner for the uh, recipe, uh, no recipe. Uh, and but I but I now I've got another problem. The tomatoes are so good. The <laughs> uh, the tomato worm is decimating them from the top down. Oh, oh
2: those hornworms. So oh, yeah, man. Oh, I must so... I've
9: I've picked off. I'll bet you 20 of them. Maybe. Wow that's a crop.
2: Wreck. Yeah, you so, almost want to fry those yeah. up and make a dinner out of them. They're yeah, so I don't big. Think
9: so. The blight, <laughs> from the blight from the bottom up and the tomato worms from the bottom, from yeah. the top oh, down, it was not recipe, a good yeah.
0: year. Wow. <laughs> oh,
2: well, good recipe from Warner, though, which is great to hear. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yes. Thanks,
1: Carol. Okay, thank you. All righty. Uh, we have time. Oh, maybe? ultra quickly. Mm-hmm. Lori in Cambridge. Good morning.
9: Hi. Um, I, I have uh, milkweed, mm-hmm. and um, there's still some... Worms, like I would like to um, chop them down, and I was wondering when to do that. But there's still some little caterpillars on them. Like I know it's not the uh, black, white, and yellow; it, they're shorter and black and fuzzy
2: with gold on them. Oh yeah, you can you can chop those down. Those milkweed. I don't know what they're doing there actually, because they wouldn't even be eating the milkweed. They're just hanging out, I think. Oh, okay, so what are those caterpillars for? Those are those little fuzzy bears, remember? There's yeah. Like a, yeah, they're like the woolly bears, I think they call them, uh, and, and there's all kinds of great anecdotes about the size of the woolly bears and the thickness, the length of their fur indicates what kind of a winter we're going to have, right? What the do they predictors. become? Pardon? What do they become? Uh, They will become moths, I believe. Oh, I see. Not butterflies. Oh, okay. So, yeah, don't worry about them. And, yeah, if you want to cut down the milkweed, go for it. You're fine to do that. Make sure you do allow some to go to seed or put some pods aside so that you can have some milkweed next year as well. Oh, they don't
1: regenerate?
2: No, that's from seed. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for
1: calling. All righty. Uh, you know what? Uh, we are fresh on a racetrack here.
2: I know. How does that happen?
1: Yeah. 45 seconds left in the show. Hey, uh, the guys, the Dave Corner Garage gang, they're getting their engines revved up next door. Here. You know it.
2: And yeah. I just keep giggling under my breath about you off to Crumlin. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> I'm going to have a great time. I'll uh, I'll, I'll report to you next I week.
2: I think you need to get on like yeah. uh, some kind of social media, right? S- oh, yeah. Start a crumbling feed. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. Okay,
1: all right.
2: Just saying. So, all right. You're busy for the rest of the afternoon. you yes, got your indeed. shows, and then yep. you're in the car, and off you go.
1: You bet you 1.30 I'll be back, and uh, we'll have all sorts of fun. And I'm looking forward to Big Band Sunday Night tomorrow night. Yes. We've got a special show that, uh, honest. In fact, we've got a sponsor, the Great Canadian Big Band Celebration. Oh. Wow. Nice. More about that tomorrow. Perfect. Good to hear. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, Duncan. See you all again
0: next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.